Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey guys, we are here for the Hollywood Life podcast and we are thrilled today to have fabulous actress here here with us in our Hollywood Life podcast studio and that is Carol Kane and she is currently starring in one of your favorite shows, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. She stars as Lillian and I'm here also with Gab Ginsburg and of course Gino the producer. What's up? Welcome, Carol. Oh, so thrilled to be here. Thank you. Hey. Oh, yay. <laughs> the audience is applauding. That's right. Yes, they are. <laughs> Listen, congratulations, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I mean, it is a huge, huge hit. I'm so happy. And they've just announced that you are renewed for season four season on four. Netflix. Yay. Netflix, uh, the place to be. The place to be. Soon there will be no other place but Netflix in the whole world. <laughs> well, don't say that too loud. No, no. <laughs> we don't want all the other networks to hear. I mean, Netflix, but, uh, ABC, NBC, Amazon, Hulu. Uh, yes, I know, but it's great. There's so many different places. So and many. to have a hit show that's on Netflix, I mean, of course, this would have been unheard many years ago. And you are a veteran of being on TV for many years. But, you know, I have to tell you, around here at the Hollywood Life office, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is one of the... Can, can you hear him? Are you uh, okay? It's very loud. Oh, okay. Hey, Gino here. Yeah, make it. We don't want to be blowing so sorry. poor Carol's eardrums <laughs> out. I'm so sorry about that. No, and you've got such a beautiful, so soft-spoken voice, too. <laughs> I thought you were yelling at me. <laughs> oh, and I don't want to be yelling at you. It definitely, we don't want, we don't want better? to scare you off. Can, can you, is it better? Yeah, it's better. Okay, is we've, it? We've been yelling at Carol. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Gino. What did I do? Oh, God. Well, what you did is you've been in this fabulous show, and it is one of the favorite the favorite shows around our Hollywood Life office. There's I'm like so seriously glad. some addicts here. Gab is one of them. Guilty. Thank you. <laughs> it's just it is so funny, and it must be like really fun for you to be working in a show with, um, you know, you've got Tina Fey and Jane Krakowski, like these other strong women. Ellie Kimberton and well here's the thing why it's fun is because the writing is so great I mean uh, Tina Fey and her partner Robert Carlock are just the best and uh, so we, we look forward to, to seeing the script uh, when we get to read it out loud and uh, although I don't understand half of what I say I must admit <laughs> people have young people come and explain things to me because a lot of it is so au courant, you know, right? It's practically hasn't happened yet <laughs> and it's in there. So I had, I need explanations for a lot of very hip things that I say. P- p- people probably don't say hip anymore, but 
But you know, that's actually kind of part of your character because Lillian, she doesn't like things that are hip, does she? And she doesn't oh, like no, things that are technological. I like very few things. <laughs> <laughs> Except for I I love Kimmy and Titus and and then this year it's really cool for me because I have not one but two boyfriends. Whoa. Uh, and uh um uh, Fred Armisen plays Bobby Durst, and then Peter Riegert <laughs> becomes my my love interest, and it's written in such a great way. It's like a Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn thing where they're feuding all the way to the bed, you know? Wait, wait, but let, well, let's back up to I'm sorry. the oh, fact that Robert I mean, Durst is a, a character in the show. <laughs> my beloved Bobby, who I had to break up with. Uh, yeah. In the park, he <laughs> in took it Central pretty, Park. He took it pretty well. <laughs> yeah. A little I, too well. So good, yeah. <laughs> I had a landlord in here in New York that's like exactly like your character. It's like hits so close to home for Are you me. Serious? The whole the whole thing. Yeah. A yeah. Woman? Did she like come in your house? Yes. And, and she lived with uh, you know, she lived in the building and she's quite eccentric and just like the whole thing, the whole vibe. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, it is such a great notion that I'll just be in their apartment anytime I want. <laughs> right. Doing whatever I want, <laughs> right. such as shaving my legs on the couch. <laughs> yes. I, I like that. She's just this hippie that would materialize. Yes. Well, you know, let's let's just for take things back a, a moment for our listeners who may not um, have seen this fabulous show Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. So the I, the idea of it, and you you chime in, um, Carol, uh, if I'm not bing, telling the bing, plot bing. right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I chimed in. <laughs> it's, I'll do it, it's about this young woman um, who is. Ellie and she was she was kidnapped when she was about 12 years old and she was she was kidnapped by a cult leader sort of very a little bit Elizabeth Smart but it's funny yeah because he's played by the dashing John Hamm John it's Hamm. hilarious and she's forced to live in a bunker for what 15 years yes. um, with two other women they're all his wives uh, Three other women. Three other women. Okay, so they're all his wives, and they all wear the long dresses, like what we see the on the... Mormon-looking... Yes, the kind of very... The Mormon sect-type long Wait, dresses. Wait, is, is it Mormon or is yes, it... Yes, it's a, a, like this sect, the polygamists. Yes. The polygamists that are kind mm-hmm. of a, uh, a very, I don't know, like ra- uh, conservative sect... I mean, oh, a legal okay. sect at this right. point, like the guy who was leading that sect ended up in jail, but all of their wives wear those long dresses. Right. So you guys are all, Sister not wives. you, that's right. So you, so Ellie was wearing one of these um, dresses and she was forced to be married to the John Hamm character. And then she was rescued after 15 years and somehow came to New York City of all places. Well, she didn't somehow come. Okay. The, the, the ladies in the bunker were um, asked to go on the Today Show. And so they oh. they were interviewed by Matt Lauer. And, and so in the, in, the first, by Matt Lauer. in the first episode... Um, Helps that Tina Fey has that NBC connection. By the way, she can just pick up the phone and anybody will come over and be in the show. It's She's so beloved for good reason that... Many of her friends will just come on over. I think one year they should put, for the Where in the World segment, they should put Matt in the bunker. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's kind of brilliant. And I hope Tina Fey is listening and you get credit. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm the producer. So, yeah. Ideas like that. Yeah, Tina, so, if you're listening, you can use that for free. And also, I love you. So, so they came to the Today Show. 
and they get interviewed by Matt Lauer. Yes, and then um, the rest of the ladies get back in the bus and go back to the airport, and 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 uh, Kimmy uh, decides that she was she's not going. She's going to try and make a whole new life for herself in a whole new place, which happens to be New York. <laughs> well, we understand that. We understand why she would fall in love with New York. Yes. Especially after having been stuck in a bunker for 15 years. Yes. And then how does she find your apart your apartment? Oh, that's a good question. I sort of almost don't remember. I know that she, I think Titus and his boyfriend are having a, a fight on the street and breaking up. And and so she overhears that and, and realizes maybe she could be the new roommate and yeah uh, <laughs> he was also in the mid like this close to being evicted all of his doll furniture was almost out on the curb right it was there was a, that's right there's an episode where you see titus's barbie furniture on the on the curb it was so sad and and so so he needed know, somebody to pay the rent he needed well. somebody with the rent and uh, uh not i Kimmy, and I have to remember, I'm not Kimmy, I'm Lillian. <laughs> uh, so then um, Kimmy at that point has a lot of money they got from, uh, for what? I like some kind of settlement yeah, for having settlement been kidnapped. And, and, and then she, so Titus is, needs that. And um, then unfortunately he takes Kimmy out dancing that first night. Have they moved in? Has he already brought her over to your apartment? I'm like, I'm like, I want to know. Not only has he moved. Let's not make Carol. Let's not make Carol recap the whole show, (laughs) Bonnie. This is something important. She has moved into uh, his closet, and (laughs) she is so excited about her room because it has a window. (laughs) And and the reason it has a window is because it's in the basement. The closet window is in the basement. So, and he takes her out dancing. She has a backpack with all her money in it, and she puts it down while she dances, and that's the end of that money. Oh, well, we certainly hope she paid her first month's rent in advance. That happened happened to me when I first came to New York, too. Pickpocketed at a club. Is that right? Yes, yes. My phone and my my wallet. So I I very much empathize being new to New York like Kimmy and being a little dumb. With where you put your money. Well, is this well, when your like bunker past comes out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but how do you account for me losing my wallet last week in LA, being a little dumb and getting pickpocketed in, in LA? LA? In, in LA. LA. Wait, you tell you tell your story, I'll tell mine. Well how, well, how did this happen? I can't. It's a long story. It's very complicated, but needless to say, I I was parted from my credit cards and my my cash. Did it happen in a restaurant? It or? happened in a restaurant or outside the restaurant. Wow. I've never heard of that before because, yeah, that is much more of a Thank New York God experience. Yes. Well, <laughs> we're glad you're here too. And I, and so you end up, you play this kind of loony landlady, I guess, who is um, Kimmy and Titus's landlady. And they're a very odd couple. And they have, kind of very wacky friends and um and we just finished the last like all your accusations (laughs) (laughs) right they're all totally normal people uh like jane krakowski who is a society lady and at the end of the last uh season she and titus end up in the east river right yes they they end up in a 
Yeah, what? with um, uh, Jake Krakowski, sorry. Right, they end up on a cruise ship and they get um, attacks. They have to jump in the East River and swim to shore. And then she decides to become an agent. So that's where <laughs> we left off. And um, But, you know, so you have, um, you know, what's it been like, though, working with Tina and working with Ellie, who plays Kimmy Schmidt and Jane? I mean, like I said, there's well, like it's, really strong women. It's kind of heavenly and... Um, it's wonderful because when you have that much talent around you, it brings you to a new level, you know, and, uh, it's very exciting and, and, you know, Titus and Robert, nothing to sneeze at. Okay. Well, we'll give them lots of credit. Could they be be honorary women? I think, (laughs) I think that's okay. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. We'll definitely allow that. I mean, Titus certainly lemonades. Uh, as good as I'm if not sorry, Beyonce, Beyonce, Titus. Who is it? Who am I looking at? We don't Beyonce know. Beyonce or Titus? I just can't we tell. We don't know. And uh, yeah, that was such a brilliant segment, Amazing. wasn't it? Uh, now that what you're referring to is that Titus is in love with a construction worker called Michael, and but Michael has found another lover, and then Titus tries to win him back. Is this where he does the performance, he and did, then he's singing? He's on the street, lemonading in <laughs> in the full Beyonce yellow gown. Basically oh, that, right, all of it, the whole deal. <laughs> And um, yeah, so uh, yeah, he's he's in mourning for his lover. So he's in lemonade, and then Lillian gets to do a few stupid things. Uh, uh, yes, I you know only Tina Fey, right? There's this young boy in the lemonade, the original mm-hmm. video, uh, uh, marching in joy down the street be, beside Beyonce, and so Tina calls me up and says to look at the video because I'm going to be the little boy <laughs> marching on the street. Did you did you keep like that black tool dress and everything? Uh no, it was a costume. Actually the top of it was mine was mine. I did get to keep that. But yes, and I got to yeah, I got to play the sexy disco queen and the little boy. But I just, I just like it when the Barbies are underwater. Oh, they're so great, those Barbies. But, you know, I think we didn't get picked up until recently because those Barbies put up quite a fight for uh, a higher salary. Uh. You know, and... So Barbies well, play quite the role. Quite the role. Barbies in the are show. predominant in this season. That's <laughs> very <laughs> predominant. There's a lot of, uh, it's like Tid- uh, Titus's relaxation method to comb the Barbies' hair. I see. You'll see. <laughs> now, you know, what do you think, since you, you're a veteran of being in um, a lot of TV shows and you were in a very, very famous uh, long-running show called Taxi yes. that is kind of, might be a, you know, it's kind of pre-generation for a lot of our Hollywood Life listeners, but what do you feel about now having the ability to see a show, like download an entire season all at once? You used to have to wait for every week. Every on, week. Yeah, and on the edge of your talk couch. Talk about it with friends and see what they thought of the week and um well it's kind of exciting because um you know always television and 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 by the way i i haven't been in that many tv shows but i was lucky enough for my first one to be taxi um but so i always felt as opposed to movies that were you when you're on television people treat you 
like they've known you all their lives because you're in their living room. Right, you know? every week. But now exponentially this streaming thing where they can watch your show all day long, any day or any night or whatever, and watch it again and again, which with Kimmy, you need to watch it again and again because it's so chock-a-block full of great stuff that's so fast sardine and so can brilliant. Jokes, as Tina has said. What it... What it Tina, well, she called 30 Rock a sardine can full of jokes. Yes. I think that applies here. Yes. uh, Maybe two sardines even. And um, so definitely I feel that the streaming thing exponentially makes people feel even closer to you because when I go to the supermarket or the drugstore or whatever, people are so kind. That's just fantastic. So do they, what happens? Do they stop you? Do they call you Lillian? Or do they call you Carol? <laughs> Sometimes they call me. It depends how young they are. If they're young, it'll be Lillian. And if they're older, it'll be Carol. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. And so you feel that with like uh, people's ability to watch a show all at once and to rewatch over and over, yeah. they get to know you even more. You're I even a bigger so. part of their lives. Yeah, I think so. And but and then the only the, the strangest part about it to me is the fact that people wait so long for the next season. Yeah, which I am stunned that people are willing to wait. We don't like know. doing that. You don't like it. No. But I think that you, almost... I'll tell Tina you don't like it. Thank you. Gabby doesn't like it. No, <laughs> but you know what? In a way, it helps to build your fan base, I think, because what happens is that the fans obsess in between the seasons. Is that right? Yes. And they and because we have social media, they're all talking on Twitter and on Facebook pages, like fan pages, mm. and sharing their ideas and their theories really? <laughs> and their thoughts about what might happen next. It also that. gives the memes time to grow. It gives the names? The memes. Like the, the memes. jokes based on them. Oh, oh the, the jokes. See, I don't know. what. Like I said, I don't understand half of what anyone is saying anymore. <laughs> and I'm not on social media because I can't figure it out. But on the other hand, I think I'm sort of glad I'm not on social media because if you read the good things, then you have to read the bad things. So I think I'm protected by not being on there. You are also in another legendary project that we have to ask. Oh, yes. have to ask you about. Let me just play a little bit and get you to react. Huh? So you're probably playing cards, and he cheated. Liar! 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 Get back, witch! I'm not a witch. I'm your wife. But after what you just said, I'm not even sure I want to be that anymore. You're not. <laughs> so, Princess Bride, of course. Oh, thank you. Taking you back. Love that movie. Fun to, fun to hear that. Yes. Will you just say humperdink like one time for me? <laughs> humperdink. <laughs> Iconic. I feel I feel mostly dead pretty much every morning I come into work. So. And you feel humperdink <laughs> yes. every day? Well, that that was such a funny movie. I must have I may have rewatched that forty five times. I saw it like last week. Yeah. Is that right? Gosh, that's so great. It's so wonderful that you it holds up like that, that you could keep watching it because it's this 
brilliant fairy tale just with so many great characters and sets and costumes and Rob is such a wonderful director and all the actors in it are so amazing. I mean, it's really amazing tr- actors. It's like a feast, right? It's yes. sort of like a feast. Well, I mean, Robin Wright is um, Princess Buttercup. Buttercup. But, you know, it, it has a very emotional moment. And I think that what makes uh, a lot of movies that become um, legendary is that they have this sort of epic moment, like the moment when he reveals himself and he goes... Um, and he goes he says, as somersaulting you as you wish. He's tumbling he's... down the, the so hill. Funny. That's such an, a fantastic moment. So great. Uh, yeah. When you're doing a movie or a TV show, it, can you tell when you're actually doing it that this is going to be just epic? Well, you, I couldn't tell that, but I could tell that it was epic in my life because getting flown to London and being married to Billy Crystal (laughs) and getting to rehearse with him and hang out with him. And, you know, Mandy and Wally. Mandy Patinkin, he plays the the swashbuckling. uh, Yes. My name is... What was it? Inigo Montoya. Yeah. It's iconic. Yeah. I feel like on set of this movie, everyone must have been like, this is going to be such a huge bomb. Like, people who were on set of Star Wars said the same thing. Because really? It was, really? Because it was so strange. Like, the whole cast... I don't think anybody thought that on this. I think it was kind of magical for everybody. And it was not strange because it's such a traditional type of fairy mm. tale. The only strange things was seeing the rodents of unusual size be so big and everything. <laughs> but but it was a traditional fairy tale, and it had the magic of a traditional fairy tale. And, and it also, it's so brilliant the way it starts out just in a boy's bedroom and Peter Falk is oh, right. reading the story. Oh, Peter Falk. Such a, I mean, so, so great, right? I mean, it's one of the rare examples where I actually enjoyed the, the film more than the book, and I think that's just uh, because of the cast. So, yeah, working with those people just that must be amazing. It was, it was. So, uh, for me, it was epic. Like I say, even though it's, I try not to really project what's going to happen because I, you can be so wrong so much of the time that I try and just stick with the joy of. Where I am, and right what at I'm the moment, doing, and meeting the people I'm meeting because basically that's all you can count on being true is what's happening at the moment. Right now, with Kimmy Schmidt again, could you tell in your when you're shooting the first season because it was very different type of a of a TV show and a comedy? Could you tell this is going to be a hit or would or not at all? Well, I knew that I was working with. Two hit makers, Tina Fey and Robert Carlock, that's for sure. But again, I I don't really look at it that way. I and and as you say, it's very different from anything else. And for me it was also extremely odd to shoot a comedy series without an audience because taxi we had an audience, so it was like being in a play that right. somebody happened to be shooting. Right. And for something that's funny, it kind of feels good to have an audience because you get your reaction. Whereas even if they think it's funny while you're shooting, they can't laugh or they ruin a take. Uh, 
The only one allowed to laugh during takes is Rob Reiner and the Princess Bride, which he did <laughs> a lot. And then that ruined the take, but it was worth it because everybody felt so good that Rob was laughing. <laughs> and and that was your director. Of, sort of full circle when Rob Reiner was on 30 Rock. I, I oh, know. yeah. He, <clears throat> but so, yeah, I mean, it, it's a very di- different feeling, the show. And I... Love it, but yes, no. I think nobody had a, a real strong idea of what would happen because it was so different. Right now, you worked with um, Bill Murray, didn't you? In, Sc- certainly in did. Scrooge, what was it like to hit him? Didn't you have to hit him with a frying pan? I hit him with a toaster, <laughs> a toaster. and with my wings repeatedly, <laughs> and um, I kicked him in areas that weren't pleasant for him. And, um, I, you know, I have fun. I don't think it was as fun for Bill because <laughs> he was the victim. And I tried my best to um, do what the stunt people told me. But I think especially the scene where I had to flap my wings in his face. I really couldn't <laughs> control that. because uh, He was Scrooge, right? And you were one of the... Um, the Ghost the of ghosts. Christmas yeah. Press. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And I got to fly, and that was fun. But Bill Murray, you know, is a genius. There's no question about it. And he's a genius in drama and comedy. And I'm really grateful to that he was allowed to move into drama because then he's so brilliant. And, and, and now we get to see the whole scope of uh, of Bill Murray. Right, like we before gift. it was Saturday Night Live and yeah. Caddyshack. And there's nobody in the world that's nobody funnier, but it was great to see that other side. Did you know he had that other side? Because I think that was a shock for a lot of people when he moved into doing, he did the movie about I, I Franklin Roosevelt. I, and I, by the way, I was asked at one point by a powerful agent what plays I would like to do on Broadway. Um, and the two plays I wanted to do, one was Long Day's Journey Into Night with Bill Murray, and um, the other one was, um, um, they just did the one with Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton, going oh. out of my mind for some strange reason. Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? And I wanted to do both of them with Bill, because I knew he would be brilliant in those parts. Mm. What keeps you interested in, in working and coming back and doing things like Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? You're, I mean, your IMDb is like iconic. There's so, I mean, we've been going over it in the past 20 minutes, but um, what keeps you wanting to keep taking on these new projects? Well, I... Why well, not rest on your laurels? You have such no, a... I, well, I love my work. I love my work, and I am so attracted to great writing. I mean, to me, that is basically everything. Um, if no matter how great the actors are, if the writing's no good, it, it's no good. And um, so that is very appetizing to me. And I just feel lucky to get to keep working. I mean, it's, I am lucky to, to get to keep working. I could, I could have disappeared. Uh, Tina kind of rebirthed me. Mm. <laughs> Tina and Robert, they really did. And it, it's interesting, too, that they're giving you this kind of sexy role, too, because <gasps> your character has two different has two different lovers, and we've Very left off. Fun. Yeah. 
I mean, kissing. so everyone, if you and count the deceased husband. That. Right, What's kissing. That? If you, Four if you count the... Uh, three, uh, three if you count my deceased husband who I accidentally shot. Um, but, <laughs> but, uh, Things happen. That's not really funny. <laughs> uh, well, it is in the it's show. It's funny in the show. <laughs> but but uh, the thing is, uh, that's another incredible thing because, you know, many people, if you get to a certain age, which in Hollywood is over 40... Um, you don't get to have romance right. be a major feature anymore. So that's really fun for me to make out with Peter Rieger. You know? I did want to talk about that a little, how um, when we first saw Lily. I can't talk about that. No, can't talk about <laughs> don't want to talk about your sex scenes. <laughs> um, when we first meet Lily, and she is, like we mentioned, the meddling landlord showing yeah. up in their house, but over the course of the seasons, I feel like she's become just a larger character, and you've had like she has. bigger plots and that kind of thing. So They've written... Uh, a, a full d- three-dimensional yeah. character that you get to know my personal life now and my professional life now that <laughs> I ra- ran for office in one. <laughs> and um, also I think that our family, our little family, has gotten tighter and tighter than... Um, and we need each other more and more. And now, are you talking about your little family on the set, or do you tight, guys? Well, our family in the show—that uh, is my family on the set. But right. on the show, the characters of Titus and and uh, Kimmy um, and um, I mean, it was exciting at the end of season one where we saw Lillian and Jacqueline have a plot together for the first well, time, that's which was the so thing. unlikely. So much fun, and so now cool. we have a bunch of stuff to do together, which we love because we're so different uh, characters and this this year uh, I don't know how much you've watched it but Lillian and uh, Jacqueline get to trade clothes and hairstyles and makeup and I had to wear the goddamn high heels that Jane can just put on and dance around in all day but for me they hurt (laughs) and and the girdles I can sympathize (laughs) <laughs> Highlight for me was when they straightened your hair and then you bounced back and it just like sprung back. <laughs> Isn't that great? That's that so I don't know how they think of these things, but so much fun. And and we just have all, um, we're all fighters, you know, we're all underdogs. Um, things are not going extremely well. And we are all, we don't give up. No, none of us give up. And somehow we've. Well, that's a good message in life. Of, yeah. Don't give do you, now, do you guys hang out uh, um, offset too? Yeah, we're friends. And I'm really lucky because Tina and Ellie and I live around the corner from each other. Oh. So you actually literally get to hang out and have yeah, coffee. In the nabe. In the nabe. And Titus lives not that far away, and Jane lives not that far away. It's Gab's me, dream life. This is like, yeah, like I'm really. Moving, I'm moving there. Okay, she's going to uh, offset off our set here. So she'll whisper in your ear, where do you live? Off the so record, I can move I there. have apartment hunting. <laughs> if anyone knows of anything open in Tina Fey's building, please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have Tina call you in immediately. Now, let me just ask one last question. And, uh, you know, in the show, there's a, actually, there's kind of a lot of Donald Trump jokes and I saw an interview with you, and you were not too happy about Donald Trump. How are you feeling these days? About he whose name shall not be mentioned? <laughs> well, of course, uh, I am feeling unhappier by the day, if I must say. And actually, they are a little. They were a little unhappy on Kimmy because they the election hadn't happened, so they couldn't 
target. I'm sorry, but this is how I feel. That's okay. They couldn't target him uh, in the way that they could have if they had known. But um, I, I don't. You know, I think that this is the most insane thing that's happened in my lifetime politically. And as I say, I, I think it gets worse by the day. Maybe you could be cast in the Julius Caesar production happening here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm so, you know, but you asked me and, and I feel that I should be honest. I'm very unhappy with this. I think that's events. fine. I asked you the question and the show, the show has made him a target too. So I think season four, I'm sure that Tina and Robert, the, will uh, definitely be moving forward with well, that. Except the, 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 the strange thing is that uh, you don't have to be doing a comedy for for there to be uh, so much surreal, uh, so many surreal jokes around. I know. <laughs> right, unfortunately, I know. it's also reality. Yes. It is reality that we <laughs> deal with every day. And uh, hey, listen, you know, you have, I just have to say, you have the most incredible hair. <laughs> And Thank it's, you. I think it's sort of in your My signature, one of your signatures. <laughs> so it's natural. It's just. Well, well no, these... I must confess that I am helped by a curling iron when I do my professional days. Um, but it's, cur- it's pretty curly, and, but they make it look a little better. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Well, it looks we're looking at you. It looks beautiful, and I've admired your curls for many years. So, um, admired you as an actress, admired your curls, and uh, uh, we admire Kimmy Schmidt. And we are looking forward to the fourth season. And so, mm, everybody, tune in and and uh, make sure when it comes to Emmy time, also to be cheering for it. And and thank you for your support. It means a lot. This has been American Treasure Curl King. <laughs> Thanks, Carol, for coming to see us. Thank you so much.